When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As we are back once again, we're going to be talking quite a bit of stuff today, man. We've got new bad batch episode there is might be some news about ezra bridger casting mm-hmm. rosario dawson leaking some stuff maybe in her instagram story it's got all the star wars fans in a buzz you know um we are still waiting for some news on lego star wars we're waiting on some news for some other star wars video games and we are just patiently awaiting season three of Mandalorian as well as the book of Boba Fett. And we're going to be talking about all of that today on hyperspace hangout as how we doing today, man, dude, doing good. And you're right. We're kind of like in this limbo, this weird sort of waiting, you know, waiting on the news, waiting on all these different things, waiting on the bad batch to finish up. I mean, you know, it's just, it's weird. It's almost like this lull, but it's fine. Um, and it's given me some time to go back and actually read and get caught up on the High Republic stuff. So I got one of those downloaded, a new uh, High Republic um, Calvin Scott book downloaded, ready to go on that. And I'm still out here in Germany for folks who are wondering if the, the change of, of location to our patrons who can watch the video version, you'll see change of location for me. And uh, things might sound even a little bit different here, but I'm having a blast, man. I'm ready to go. There's a crap ton to talk about and I'm excited. How you doing, man? Man, I am good. Uh, you're over in Germany, and I'm over here in the United States. Let me just say that our medal count is higher here in the Olympics. The Olympics are still going on. It's a ton of fun yeah. to watch. I love the Olympics, man. You know, it's it brings the world together. It does. It does. Where <laughs> Yes, and I'm glad I have headphones on right now for that whole medal count uh, announcement because here in Germany, man, they take great pride. They want, you know, they're they're what they're in the top five or, or whatever, aren't I they? I think so. Yeah, they're doing a good job. Um, I, you know, I mean, I I can do an update here. Let me let me, let me just pull this up here so we can take a little <laughs> bit of a of a look at it since the last time we were doing. It. We still, we definitely track it here. So the United States is up to fifty nine. Germany, um, they uh, they're sitting at about nineteen right wow. now 19 medals which still i think has them in the top 10 mm-hmm. they're number nine 
Currently. Hey, there we go. Top 10, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Top, yeah, top, top, top 10. They've got a two medal lead over South Korea. So, keep, you know, they're keep, keeping it strong. They've got a lot of bronze. That's the majority nice. of their medals is, is, is bronze. I mean, to medal is huge. So, uh, good for them. That's awesome. I, I've only watched a little bit of the Olympics, but I'm excited to, you know, keep, uh, keep watching and it's a good time. Yeah. You know, the United, the United States leads in silvers and bronze, but we have fell in gold, man. We got to get some of these golds. Really? Back. Who's leading in gold? Yeah. China, China's up to number one in gold. Lord. So it's time, wow. it's time to get it going. But you know what? The Olympics are fun for everybody to watch all across the world. But this is Hyperspace Hangout S. Let's go. And we don't just broadcast to people all over the world. We broadcast to people all over the galaxy. So, you know, let's just go ahead and dive right in here because we got to get some attention to listeners all across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? <laughs> if so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes into the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job. From the leaders in male grooming, join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Yeah, uh, Matt, I hear this is an out-of-the-world experience, right? If you take Manscaped serious, you use it, it's an out-of-this-world experience. And uh, you get that with the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. So just taking off in the U.S. Um, and it's going to be what Canada, U.K., um, across Europe, Australia, all over the place, man. You know, so if you're out there listening somewhere and you're thinking, can I get this? Most likely you can. All right. So you need to go to <clears throat> manscaped.com and check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So make sure to get your 20% off free uh, plus free shipping with the code Fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. You know, we should review. We need to watch space balls. This, it's, I, it's, yeah. It is like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it really is. And I almost watched it last night. Um, was, I was looking for a comedy to, to watch and it came up in the list of like greatest comedies and i was like why have i not watched this in in years it's that a, it's sounds a, like a that sounds like a patreon slash apple podcast premium episode yes it does we'll do it use like the schwartz it's just the schwartz <laughs> is strong in you <laughs> the schwartz is strong with this one it's fun it is great so anywho guys there's a lot to dive into today as Yes, sir. I mean, should, should let's start. I think we got to start here, though, with some of this Ahsoka casting rumors, right? So Rosario Dawson tweeted, or not tweeted, excuse me. She posted on her Instagram story one post um, saying Mensa Massad and Lars Mickelson reportedly joined the Ahsoka Disney Plus series. Now, you know, there's a lot of sort of articles and stuff online that'll that'll say these type of things but it's interesting because she reposted it on her story she said yes the best news ever 
I need my bio um, BIPOC representation in at Star Wars. Can't wait to see my BBs thrive in Ahsoka as my favorite characters in the universe. <clears throat> so, um, so for people who don't know, um, I don't know much about Mina Massad. I don't believe he's not the he was not the voice actor for Ezra Bridger. No, um, but uh, Lars Mikkelsen is the voice actor for Grand Admiral Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels, and he's also he would just be absolutely perfect for this role. Um, I you know, people, uh, if you know him from anything, um, where I sort of initially think of him as he is in house of cards that netflix show uh with kevin uh kevin spacey right where it's about like the sort of political show he plays um blanking blanking on his name but he basically plays their version of vladimir putin and he is like super sort of like creepy and ruthless and right. he would just be like I can imagining him as just playing Thrawn live action. It just he would be absolutely perfect. Yeah, no, he would be. And he's so like you said, he's got a lot of experience um, just in front of the camera. And his voice is it's the voice of Thrawn. It's what we know as Thrawn. So there's that little kind of connection uh, like we have with mm -hmm. uh, Katie Sackoff from playing Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan. Um, right. I think that's the way they're going. You look at his features, right? He's got that sharp face he's got that mm. sharp face and i think it's perfect to play thrawn mm -hmm. so yeah he's in the yeah he's in the witcher as well um stregbor Stregob, yeah, yeah in the beginning he's the wizard yeah. or whatever right yeah yeah i'm just getting ready to watch that stuff for the first time um actually our good friend uh sir jimmy who we haven't had on hyperspace but it's been on all of our other all of our projects uh he and i are we're going to do some witcher stuff over on my video game uh podcast box trick nice um, and maybe we can get as to join us because hey. I'm going to dive into the books. I love and just get that going. But love it. Yeah, it does seem like if it does seem like if this if they go this route, then perhaps the people who do voice acting for characters that also are live action uh -huh. actors, because like I don't know that I don't know that um, Ashley Eckstein. I don't I think she's just a voice actor. Right. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. So I don't. Yep. Maybe that's why they went with Rosario Dawson. Also, Ahsoka's look is so sort of different. Like to sort of, mm -hmm. you know, you go that route. Um, but then you do have Katie Sackhoff play Bo-Katan, who, but she is also an actress. Like she does. I think it'd be it would be tough to take somebody who just does voice acting and sort of have them go into live action roles if they've never if they've never done that before. I don't know that she has. I'll look her up. Um, <clears throat> but maybe that's why. So, but the, but the, but I will say the guy who voices Ezra Bridger, who I'm going to look up here because I always forget his name. Gray? Is it, uh, what's his last name? Is that his um, name? Taylor Gray. Taylor Gray. There you go. I mean, he kind of looks like him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, too, with Ezra and, and kind of what they did with the, with Ashley Eckstein and Ahsoka, they said they were the voice of the younger, you know, character and that character has grown and that voice will grow with that character so sort of that justification for casting someone new i wish it were um T taylor gray that would be kind of cool if it were possible to work but you know we don't know like their height and the size i don't, I don't really know if he's been right. in front of camera if he's used to it or, or even wants to you know what i mean that's that's the other thing sometimes people say hey i'm not so sure i want to step into that role but this i mean let me just make sure I get this right. Cause I pulled up the Instagram story as well. Um, 
this is like confirmed, right? I mean, this is basically. I don't know that it's it's not like confirmed, confirmed, like Disney hasn't said anything. But I mean, that seems to be what everyone's talking about online. So, I mean, can't wait to see my BBs thrive in Ahsoka as my fave characters in the universe. And this is her personal Instagram. What is going on, man? That's I know. Thrawn and Ezra Bridger, man. They're they're like they're in it. They're in it, man. This is crazy. That that is crazy. So yeah, I mean, I really hope they do get um, Lars to to do it because he God, he he's he's he is just that sort of perfect, you know, role for for to play. He has the look, and obviously it's the same voice and everything. He would be he would just be absolutely just knowing him from if go watch a little bit of House of Cards um, and see him, and you'll be like, oh wow, this guy this guy could do it. I could yeah, I could see him being thrown. You know, the other one that there's no news on, but. If you look at somebody who is voiced a character and is also does live action, is uh, Tia's uh, Sikar. Yes, who who plays? She's the voice actress for Sabine, Sabine Wren, but she does she does a lot. Of, she's done uh, live action. I remember her from The Good Place, mm-hmm. uh, which was like sort of a comedy. Um, but I I'm like wow, you know that would be <clears throat> excuse me that she would be a perfect sort of fit as well yeah yeah for sure so this is let me let me just think about this for a second because it's been almost almost a year right coming up on a year here maybe um where ahsoka shows up in the mandalorian and drops the name thrawn man like that right there basically should tell us like Thrawn is coming, right? As in like we will see Thrawn. We have the voice actor. He looks like he could play Thrawn. And you've got Rosario Dawson retweeting or sharing this on her Instagram, whatever that um, situation is. I'm looking at a screenshot of it now. And that says to me Thrawn's in it, man. And, and if Thrawn's in it, Ezra Bridger's in it. And that's bigger. That's actually the, the bigger piece to me is that Ezra Bridger is there. And Dave Filoni's telling his story as to what happens. And what I want to know is, are they are they actually going to do this whole Mandoverse situation and make this kind of like Avengers? Like, are we going to see, or Arrowverse is, is, a, is the equivalent, right? Where people are going to show up <clears throat> in different uh, shows and we're going to get answers to things. It, 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 I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I see things like the poster of Luke and Grogu, the more I see of that kind of stuff tells me, hey man, we might be popping in on Mandalorian Season 3, Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka, they might Luke and Grogu might be showing up everywhere. I mean, it's just you know what the, the possibilities are endless, and I just think it's it's freaking sick. You know, there's something I think we should we should we should talk about because I don't know that let's let's can we dive down the idea quick here? Yes. Of how do we go as from because I I think it's starting to form in my mind the more I think about Thrawn coming in. How do we how do we get from okay, we know the Empire's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or ish, right? Mm-hmm. Ish, yeah. How do we get from where we're at now? We've slowly seen it coming up a little bit of hey, no, we want the Empire back to lead into first order. Mm-hmm. Is it th- would a Thrawn coming back and sort of reviving everything, like sort of on a big on a larger scale and then getting defeated? Is that going to be that that sort of true catalyst to hey no, this is we need we need something new 
we need something because right now it's just sort of the first order comes out of the shadows and Palpatine might be more involved since we know he's out on Exegol doing who knows what. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I've looked at it and the way I've thought about it is the first order is almost the most radical version, like on that political, you know, <clears throat> uh, whatever you want to call it, scale or whatever. Like they, they are far just radical in, in their belief with the following the Sith and, and backing them on Exegol and forming the first order inside of them. I forget the commander's name, but we see like inside of the first order, you actually had people who were agents of like a Sith empire that was forming right. on Exegol. So I kind of think you've got just remnants, meaning like there's a remnant here, a remnant there. And behind all of that is, is the first order. But what I think Thrawn would, would do was would take almost like, um, think of an empire without Emperor Palpatine where Thrawn or someone is at the head of it and it poses a serious threat to the formation of the New Republic because they are like kind of legitimate. Like maybe they actually have a really good cause and they, like all of a sudden Thrawn is bringing in, making in really good points. Like what we saw from like uh, Rangers of the, of the New Republic, the idea behind that was that you can't um, patrol out here. It's difficult to patrol the Outer Rim and these other areas. So the Empire emerges and maybe they do some good. Maybe for a while um, they're a good alternative or, or something and people start to coalesce behind them and he makes them legitimate. I don't know because there's just next to no presence of the New Republic out here. And we're dealing with like the under – the way they can do this, Matt, is you're dealing with the underworld, right? You're seeing the Bounty Hunters Guild and all these other things and you're getting glimpses of the New Republic, glimpses of these other things. Like the Ahsoka show is probably going to have to take it on – uh, full full force. Like going to have to show us Thrawn, show us what's happening, uh, get a peek behind that curtain and, and what's forming. But I want to see Thrawn full on come back in command and and rule like he did uh, in in the Thrawn the original Thrawn trilogy. Come back as a Grand Admiral and rule this thing and and get everyone to unite. Because here's the thing: if you anybody who's reading the books right now will tell you that it's Admiral after Admiral who's like when a when a Admiral moves into a new sector or to a new region and they have more power, they are collecting other, um, you know, leaders of the Imperial Remnant under their wing, right? You've got this group called like Shadow Wing and you've got other, other fighter groups that are moving between different admirals and Thrawn's going to come in there and I think he's going to take all of this on. Now, here's something you do have this whole, like, when the Empire is kind of defeated, the whole Jakku situation, right? And But now once you're past all of that, you have something new. This might not even be the Empire. Like, we keep saying the Empire, but Thrawn right. could come back and it could be called something else. And in, in the EU and in Legends, they did things like that. You have different symbols and emblems for different factions and groups that emerge, and I would love to see something like that. Does he bring the chess with him? Dude, that would be insane it would be <clears throat> and maybe insane. maybe a lot of this warring and stuff that goes on goes on outside in the unknown region and it's with the chiss and that's why it doesn't seem like we've heard about it in you know it feels like something this massive we would have heard about right mm -hmm. um, obviously that story hasn't been told yet but i mean you know, as, as we sort of look at Star Wars Star Wars is sort of different than a lot of other fandoms because you're sort of like the MCU you're writing you know as you're you're writing down the line whereas star wars you're always trying to like fill gaps right and it's like well if you fill a gap it needs to sort of make sense 
Right, right. Well, in my and thing it could is, make sense if it's in the unknown region. Yeah. So, so my thing is the empire. If you think about this, when Luke was born, Luke is like what eighteen, nineteen years old in in A New Hope. Um, the empire has only been around for that long. It's only been around, Matt, for eighteen years. Okay, and when you look at the gap between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, what is it, twenty five or thirty years? Yeah. I mean, so it's long. It's it's a that's a long time. You could have the whole <laughs> reign of like the emperor's reign could have fit in there once again. So Thrawn's reign or you know this, right. this f- five years of uh, like a five year war um, could take place where they're invaded by the Yuuzhan Vong or some crazy freaking alien race right. or threat in the unknown region. It'd be huge. Right. It, it is interesting to think like you know it just in, because I think sometimes we think about the time and we're just like ah you know like. Is 20 years that long or is it not that long? I think 20 years is, is actually, you know, doesn't feel like it when we think about like, wow, it was only 20, 20 years ago, you know, that I was doing X, 20 years ago, we were in high school, mm-hmm. right? Which is crazy to, to, to say, but yeah, like you, you need to, you start to start thinking about things in terms of, um, you know, we're two years in it. I mean, we're. Uh, over a year into sort of COVID, right? And it's becoming a little more difficult to kind of think about like, oh yeah, when was it that I didn't have to wear a mask in a mm-hmm. store, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know, all of these types of things and how that our life has been changed. Try thinking about your life before smartphones. Like, what did we do? You know, like, yeah. how did we get places? Yeah. And then it's like, try to think about your life before the internet. Like, what did we do when we were kids? You know, it's like, how did we look stuff? How did people get places? You know, I know. but that's, you know, we're talking 25 years for us. And you start to think about that back to the nineties and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, that's how much time it is because now it's like, I can't even imagine life without my smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you know? Yeah. And, and so when you start to, when you start to start to put time into sort of perspective, it can be really easy to think about, especially if you're on like the fringe and the empire doesn't have this huge, huge grasp on you once five years goes by it starts it can start to feel a little bit like a long way away yeah well, and the other thing too we have to remember and what, what i love about this setting of this galaxy far far away is it's a freaking galaxy we are on a planet and we don't even know like some some major event can happen over in russia or here in germany or around the world and you and i back in the united states we might not know anything about it or maybe we heard about it and it's just not on our radar. We it's in we're and that's on our planet. So then you start to think about right. across a, a solar system or a galaxy. Pfft, what I know we have right. the, the travels different and, and the ratio and like, but it doesn't matter. The whole point is is that that's why the Jedi could be forgotten, and that's why the message was that they had betrayed um, Emperor Palp, the 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 New Republic, and or the Republic, and it's just yeah, it's doable. Yeah, yeah. No good all. All very, very good points, says. Um, okay, should we dive into the Bad Batch episode? Was this episode 13 or 14? 14. 14. 14. Yeah, 14. Yep. Mm-hmm. 14. War Mantle. So we sort of heard this project War Mantle before, but now we're sort of seeing it, and it is sort of the beginning of the Stormtroopers, is really what I kind of took away from this episode outside of the ending which is Hunter gets captured. We're trying to go save one of Rex's buddies. 
get a message from Rex. We go in uh, and Hunter basically gets captured in this in this rescue attempt here. So but I would say the sort of main theme from this is that these are no longer clones. These are our replacements and they're they're regular troopers and they have new armor, which looks is early stage uh, stormtrooper armor. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, this is this is a really interesting kind of episode because you're starting the Bad Batch is, is watching their brothers being taken in. We see some crazy stuff on Camino. I mean, wild what's happening on Camino, actually. And then you have Gregor uh, in here, this, this clone commando who we see later in Rebels and we didn't know his backstory. Right, Sir Matt? We had no idea yeah. who... I mean, here and here he is. Gregor... I mean, that was kind of a surprise. Like, it's Gregor. He just pops in. It's the voice, and it's weird because he looks young, and I'm like, what the... <laughs> so, right. So. <clears throat> I kind of forgot about him, honestly. Oh, for sure. I was yeah. like, I was like, who's Gregor? Then I'm like, oh, yeah, he's that other clone that's in Rebels. That's like with Rex, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I guess the backstory... And again, just to go back, uh, our, our partnership here with um, Fansided uh, over on Dork Side of the Forces is Megan Dowell had an article just about kind of the Bad Batch episode 14 and uh, gives you like a quick little backstory on Gregor. So if you didn't know who this was, he was a, a clone commando during the Clone Wars who suffers amnesia after crash landing on um, the planet uh, Abafar. With no memory of who he is or his greatest purpose in the galaxy, he works um, as a dishwasher not knowing there were millions of men across the universe who shared his face. So that is um oh here we go so there's a little bit there's a bit more after being reminded of who he was and where he'd, where he'd come from gregor seemingly sacrificed himself to protect um to a a colonel and his companions and yeah and then i think he's at some point i mean it's a little bit shifty here at some point then he is picked back up by Rex and joins up with him. But like this is, so we see him with Rex later and Rex is the guy saying, you need to get my guy out, right? He's saying, I need the Bad Batch to go in and get him out. And we see him here in his younger um, form. And he's basically not going along with this new empire. So it has nothing to do with Order 66. We've moved, moved beyond that. But he's saying what we fought for in the Republic is not the same thing. And these clones are starting to recognize that and realizing that they're being replaced by these other TK units so. yeah yeah and so ultimately the, the way uh the episode ends though is hunter gets captured as so where do we go from here because i believe there's only two episodes left uh yeah there's only two up ep two episodes left um we see crosshair at the end sort of show up what a jerk man yeah Crosshair, I, like, I know there's there's stuff going on, and, and I know that Omega would be saying to me, it's not his fault, it's the chip. Omega, at some point, the rest of them had the chip, okay? And Gregor is is seemingly choosing to not, you know, obey orders, and he's doing something different, so I don't know. Anyway, I get I'll, it. Also, we should say really quick here, um, wow, there's a little bit of conversation with Lama Sue and... Uh, yeah. They did they kill him? I think I think he's dead. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he's dead. I don't think he made it. I think at some Does point, he just... yeah, his reign is that is is that he's not running for re-election on Camino. Does he? He's not listed as dead. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I I don't I'm trying to see if he's if he's brought up any more after this and does not seem that he is so. in any Star Wars hmm. canon. Right, right. Um, but they take is it is it um oh I always forget her. It's not Tan Tanway. Um, they take the the scientist and basically say that the Empire has you know could make good use of a scientist but not a politician. So the Prime Minister is it looks like executed. I mean, Crosshair hints at it earlier about, you know, when and, you know, when is the time? Nalase. Nalase? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Will we and see so her it's gonna, it, in, in The Mandalorian? I mean, good God. Maybe. Think about, you know. It's going to be interesting. So, again, you know, some of the, the some of the backstory here, but some of the hinting behind stuff has been cloning a little bit, right? Like we saw those weird cloning jars right remember fennec that busts open and like a weird clone mm-hmm. dead clone or whatever it was sort of falls on fennec um the episode with cad bane when they're down there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and it looks like say that's remember the same sort of jars that that uh din Djarin finds right mm-hmm. uh on on that planet it's the snoke capsules right so that's another thing they've been sort of hinting at in the newly established sort of Filoni Favreverse is the the there's a lot more stuff with cloning going on and it seems like it's going to be a bigger deal. Well, okay. We may have another clone war. I would be fine with it. I would be absolutely fine with it. Let me show you what here, here's what I think might happen. I think <clears throat> I think Ahsoka and Luke and other force sensitives we, we might be in in some pretty pretty crazy situation where in Heir to the Empire, which was the Thrawn book, the opening book to the Thrawn trilogy, uh, Thrawn knows of a secret facility on a planet called Wayland. And he goes to Wayland and he, fi- he finds a master, a Jedi master, who is a clone, a dark clone of Master Sabaoth. And Jedi Master Sabaoth, if you ever go look this guy up, he's old, he's got white hair, he's ripped out of his mind, he's absolutely crazy, um, and he basically tries to train Luke, he wants Leia's children, he's crazy, and he works with Thrawn, Thrawn works with him, Thrawn knows about the secrets of the facility, like, who is Moff Gideon, you know, working for, we don't really know, um, but we do know that Thrawn is working with, maybe that's not the Empire, but whoever he was working with that Ahsoka faced down, He's up to something, and I would love to see cloning work in here as as a bigger piece to this, and get the cloners back in there. Get Doctor Pershing in there. Why did they want Grogu? Why was why why is it that Grogu was so important to the cloning thing? It has to be force sensitivity. It has to be something to do with his midichlorian count or Yoda's species in particular. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we know that Palpatine is is seeking out stuff. Now, if you look at the Darth Vader comics right now, which I loosely follow, mm-hmm. and all the stuff I see is people are like, what is even going on with like these comics anymore? It's just getting more and more sort of outrageous. Yeah. Palpatine has Luke's hand. What? <laughs> I mean, what's... Are you serious? So, yeah. Okay, what's going on, man? I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. So, at that point, at that point, they could do... Matt, they're totally going to the... Re- like... Dave Filoni and John Favreau looked at what worked in the EU. I'm sure they did. You look at what worked in the EU and what was successful and what do people love. When they announced, Matt, don't forget, it was Dave Filoni who announced and who brought back Thrawn 
into Rebels. I remember when that happened, and it was this big announcement at Celebration, and everyone was just like, holy, holy smokes, you're freaking bringing Thrawn back. And it was, it was, it was crazy, right? I did a whole YouTube uh, video on it, broke down who Thrawn was, went over the books. So he brings him back. He obviously read Thrawn, knows about the character, and knows the significance that he, that he uh, carries in the Star Wars community. So if you're going to go look at Thrawn material, you look at things like Master Sabaoth. You look at Force cloning. And you also look at someone, not Luke Skywalker, but Luke Skywalker. Double uh, U in there. L-U-U-K-E. Luke Skywalker. Absolutely. I put I put the picture in our in our doc by the way. Yeah, it's the hand. Now, I don't know that it's ever specifically revealed that this is Luke's hand, but it's a hand and Vader sees it cuz and it says with this I can use it to make anything. But all of the sort of all of the sort of uh theories online are that it's obviously Luke's. That is it would be that it's it's Luke Skywalker's hand. So 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 Matt, I mean, if this isn't a Darth Vader comic, let's say Dave Filoni and those guys are working on something and, and they know that there's gonna be a dark side Luke. I'm being dead serious. There's freaking like you have that, Luke you have Luke versus Luke, right. Yeah, the cover of I think it's the second Thrawn book, um Dark Oh, it's something rising. I think it's Luke versus Luke. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he has to fight himself as a clone. And he's been cloned, I believe, by his own hand that was lost. So that's freaking amazing if that's the case. Right. And I would love to see that. Luke versus Luke. Yeah, that would be that would be a, it would be a cool it would be a super cool fight to see. Mm -hmm. Um it would be it could it could also be well, I'm trying to think here. Matt, we've already seen you know the the crazy thing is we've seen a young Luke. We have seen we have. a young Luke at the end of Mandalorian and once you've shown us that and you saw you saw the reaction and you got that reaction from folks all you have to do is throw in a Christmas moment for us, throw in a Luke Skywalker. I mean, Luke versus Luke. You are, you want to top Luke right. at the end of Mandalorian season two? You have him fight himself. Right. Jeez. Well, they sort of they sort of teased something like that in, um, they, they they sort of teased not necessarily teased a fight, but they you know Dark Side Ray. Yes. Yeah, they they sort of teased that. I mean, that could be something you you explore, like a a Ray later down the line, Ray versus Dark Side Ray, right? I mean, something mm -hmm. something yep. like that. Whether it's not just an internal struggle, but an external struggle, mm -hmm. would be cool too. Yep, yep. And then you can see a, a, a to have Luke. If if we get, if we went that route, ultimately a Luke versus a Dark Side Luke. There's so many great story elements you could explore, and I don't think I honestly don't think other than maybe Anakin, uh, like an Anakin clone right versus darth vader where i think luke is the other one that's that works really well because you can sort of say this is with a dark side luke theoretically a palpatine created dark side luke mm -hmm. you could sort of you know you could show like this is what would have happened if you hadn't um if you hadn't sort of slain the emperor, slain your father, like you could have taken over the galaxy, your father would still be alive. You'd be way more powerful. The dark side, you know, there's a lot you can do with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's tons of of different ways you you can take it. What what I like is that even if there's an influence of this, or they're throwing in a, a couple names or connections, you don't have to go. I'm not saying roll out the um, Heir to the Empire trilogy and walk through that. I'm saying Dave Filoni and John Favreau and the, uh, the other uh, directors and writers and people associated with these shows, they're smart enough to say, let's take what worked and let's freaking recycle it and use it and make it better. 
and and add an extra twist and move it forward toward and interweave it with first order stuff and bring in things like Omega and the Bad Batch. You want to really take Star Wars to the next level. That's the kind of stuff you have to do. You start to just blend and weave in all of these prequels, the originals, and then you right. just drive us to the general direction of the sequels and we'll be okay. You know what would be even better? Now, this is just me fan pitching here, but with Disney, they're they're. It seems like their whole sort of new thing, um, especially. By the way, really quick here, uh, I think we need. I think we need. We need. There's a there's a Disney elephant in the room right now. They are getting sued. Yeah, have you seen this? Yes, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney mm-hmm. for releasing. Um, so for releasing Black, Black Widow. Widow on. Yeah that because she said it, it it goes against her contract which is like you know you do they get x amount of proceeds and all this stuff for yeah. the things and now they're saying that um emma stone uh is going to do the same thing for cruella the cruella movie okay so if you're disney with sort of i mean COVID numbers are skyrocketing again um uh, see none of the hbo people have have done this but maybe their contract but I don't contracts know. Their different, con- or, contracts yeah. are different, but I think the difference is that on Disney they charge, whereas mm-hmm. HBO they don't. Because on on HBO it's part of your the movie comes out the same time in theater. They don't charge you a premium, whereas they do on Disney for early access to it. Yeah. On er, right on Disney on Disney Plus you have to pay like thirty bucks. So I think the argument there is, hey, you're making money off of our movie that we're not getting. Mm. And it's supposed to be released in the so I think that's maybe the difference there. Wow. But so if you're Disney, I think it's far more likely that we're gonna see more things like Loki mm. and stuff like that. And I think the book of Boba from everything I've seen is going to be the first Star Wars and then the Obi-Wan series. Hey, we can do this six episode, mm-hmm. four episode thing. It doesn't have to be a full movie, and then we can release it here and then you save the big time movies for theaters there's a lot of cool things you could do with star wars mm-hmm. in that too that are just a one story type of a thing like a wandavision like uh mm-hmm. now loki's gonna get a season two or whatever but you know you could just do a one-time story and so to tie all this back i think you know i think that Disney's probably more likely to start doing that, especially if the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit turns out really bad for them, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, hey, we did break, con- we did op- like go yeah. against her contract and they have to start paying people. Then I think they'll be a little more reluctant to be like, okay, we're just going to start focusing a little bit more on content mm-hmm. than movies, especially with COVID and everything. Sure. So here's my fan pitch. What we, what we need is we need a young clone Luke Skywalker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dark side Luke Skywalker. Yep. Against a Mark Hamill live actioned Luke that takes place almost immediately following um where he goes rogue like ish, right in The Last Jedi, where he goes to attack Kylo Ren. Then you have the Emperor send a young dark side Luke. And he's like, you, same things, same things I was saying a few minutes ago. You could have, your father would still be alive, all this stuff. And like, you couldn't even like save Ben Solo type of a thing. It's like a, a last ditch effort, or maybe it's Snoke or whatever. But I think you could, I think you could do a 
Mark Hamill Luke story, and then we then we everyone would feel way better if we got a Mark mm-hmm. Hamill, mm-hmm. you know, Luke just going nuts mm-hmm. type of a story, <laughs> and then you can sort of and then you can use it to bridge gaps because you can like tell stuff that happened. You can have yeah. flashbacks to like a young Luke, kind of like what we're getting with the Obi Wan series, where it's like what happens in between all that time, like we're getting with you and McGregor. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Any way in which you can bring back Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, even if it's as a dark side Luke, I hate to say it, but I I just love Mark Hamill that much that I would love to see him in Star Wars as Luke. And I, you just made me think of something. So now, are you saying with that, like you would do a? How does he fit back in? Does he? How's he sent back to that time period? Like this? This? No, 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 no. So what? No, what I'm saying is you have. Mark, you we you do a Luke Skywalker story like uh-huh. we've like we're gonna do with Boba Fett like we did with Wanda yes. and Loki and gotcha. all that stuff. Yep. Like we're going to do with Obi Wan. Got it. See, Obi Wan's story is going to be in the middle of three and four, right? And we're gonna get what sort of happens with him, stuff like that. Now, oh, I got the it. purpose of that. The purpose of that story is to fill some gaps, mm-hmm. and I think there will be some stuff that happens. That helps expand, just like we do with all the other stories, that expands the bigger Star Wars narrative, which is the new thing is the Mando Mando sort of timeline. Mm -hmm. Well, what I would do, and you could literally accomplish like three things at once, is I would do a Luke Skywalker story, okay? Mm -hmm. I would have it be played by Mark Hamill. You have in its post- you know, it, it doesn't matter when when you sort of do it, um, whether it's it's like. Well, I guess, no, you'd have to do it specifically. It would be the story of of Luke when his temple falls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ben Solo and all that stuff happens. So it, it's around mm-hmm. whenever that is that his temple falls. Yes. So a little bit yeah. after a little bit after Mandalorian. Sure. So you can one give us the Luke Skywalker we want. Mm-hmm. which is like Mark Hamill being mm-hmm. a fucking monster. Yes, let's go. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry for the explicit of there, but Mark <laughs> Hamill being being an absolute beast, you can give us some sort, you can sort of fix things with the sequels to uh-huh. provide context, make it seem cool, and you can sort of fill in gaps that's going to exist because the next thing, the next problem you're going to have is when all, I mean, I know we're sort of filling these gaps, but there's going to be a lot to tell in the, in the story between Mandoverse and sequels Mm -hmm. and how, like, I know that's what they're working on telling, but Mark Hamill's not getting any younger. So you can sort of have soft alludes and, okay, little things here and here and stuff like that, but you can explain more cloning stuff. And then that will provide more importance on what we see in Mandalorian as we're, as we're leading up to it, because we already have the story that takes place way afterwards. So it's not like we don't know what's going to happen. You need to fill more gaps. No, I totally get you now. So it's basically like you said, it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series even if it's three episodes or four episodes, whatever it might right. be, of Luke, and it's it's not, it's you have the Obi Wan Kenobi series or it's Kenobi, whatever it is. Now it's Skywalker. It's Luke Skywalker right. or Master Skywalker, and it's the series 
where right. Mark Hamill plays himself in exile. Because there's some time. Right. There's a lot of time where um, he's or it's, there on Octu. Or it's or it's just it doesn't have to be him on Octu, or it could be the story of the temple falling. Yeah, and yeah. like or um, immediately afterwards, like we see the shot of him with his hand on on R two D two in yes. you know, the flashbacks and Rise of Skywalker. What happens right after. then a- mm-hmm. after? Because I think I know there's comics and stuff, but we but that's kind of like what we if you were to fill that gap, you provide great Disney Plus content. Mm-hmm. You can have flashbacks, flashbacks, and that can sort of yes, fluff sir. out. That can sort of fluff out stuff that that we're going to show in the Mandalorian, and then you don't necessarily have to have the weird CGI face thing because it can be Luke having sort of flashbacks, and you can just have him hooded. But because it's told to us through the eyes of Mark Hamill, it won't seem as awkward or weird. Yeah, um, and, and and we buy into that Mark Ham- that other younger Luke, whoever right. wants to way more, recast way more or, or play. Yeah, right. Put him in the same thing. We're buying into it. Then you can do exactly what you said, which is like a younger. Uh, Luke right. in the Mandoverse and flashback and do tons of stuff with that. Yes. Yeah, you can do tons of stuff. You, I think if you do, if you if you give us a Luke miniseries, it would be you know, you, now you, you want to make you a can bunch never of go, money, Disney. You, I mean, like insane amount of money. I mean, my God, I don't know why. Yeah, because now, like, especially now, I mean, these actors are getting older and older, and there's you literally a disease that's killing you know hundreds of thousands of people around the world right now. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we we don't have the opportunity now to go back and do a Leia series. Not like we were able to, right? No. And I yeah. mean, give us We need this. We we need we, we need, need this, this Luke thing, man. <laughs> we need this, Matt. Go ahead and say it. I'll put it on a freaking t-shirt. We need this. Like we will make this happen and and somebody generate the hashtag and get it going. Because he could um there's so many things. Even if he alluded to Leia, even if he alluded to Han or he alluded to the Mandalorian or Grogu, if Mark Hamill in his own series talks about his first apprentice and says that I couldn't train him or, or I had to do this or right. whatever, I mean, cheesy freaking cow, man. Be There's huge. so much you can do. And it doesn't even have to be it does, like because a lot of Star Wars is just sort of alluding to stuff, right? Like, oh, OK, like, um, you know, it's like bad batches, oh, like Obi-Wan it, did it. The Clone it, Wars. Obi Wan exactly. mentioned the Clone Wars. Well, yeah, and then they they took that and made it uh, yeah huge movies and pre yeah. everything. But so it, I mean, it's sort of like um, oh, I don't know. It, I mean, like look in in the man in Bad Batch, we get the backstory to the Rancor, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like okay, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's what Star Wars is about. It's all these sort of cool connections because it's told unlike any other story. Where, you know, Marvel is a straightforward line. Yeah, you can go back and plug in a hole here. But Star Wars is so different because the gaps are so huge. You're constantly filling holes. And it's not often you get a, you get an opportunity to sort of plug a, you know, fill in a mm-hmm. gap that then t- sprinkles stuff throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could do that with a Luke, with sort of a, a Luke series. And you know, it could just be sort of its own story. But if you do something where it's like he talking about palpatine or whatever cloning and all this stuff it sort of will make all this stuff we see in mandalorian that much more important because right now it's like i'm telling you we don't know yeah and and, and i'm telling you right now what star wars the one of the biggest things is missing i like the last jedi for certain for certain reasons because it gives me a grand master skywalker moment not even necessarily the one that i wanted or whatever it's, it's but at least gives me one it at least gives me 
that moment and that feel. If you did a series like this, you feel not just like some time, you know, gap situation or whatever. You fill a void in Star Wars, in new canon Star Wars. And the void I'm talking about is Grand Master Luke Skywalker. I'm talking about the guy, right? I'm, I'm talking about like him going out and doing all these legendary things. He's a legend. It's mentioned in the in, in the Force Awakens, right? That that the legend of Luke Skywalker. And when they were coming out with the Last Jedi, they had all these different legends that it was rumored he had done these great things, and he's this mystic warrior and all this stuff. Where is that? We don't we don't get to see any of it. I mean, it's just it's hinted at. It's it's whatever. And you're going to fill in a whole gap and Skywalker is nowhere to be found? What? Yeah. The man who's the most important... I mean, I get that. And, with the, and I don't want them to do this. I don't want them to put him in, in the back seat and say, oh, he went on some uh, mystic voyage. For 30 years? Where did he go? I mean, what is he, what is he doing? He, he was involved in the politics. He was the Jedi. He was the Jedi who was training and moving the Order forward and helping with the New Republic and facing down adversary after adversary. I mean... God, go look at at the EU and look at how many, like, it would be, he would finish one quest, and, and people, you say what you want, this is an epic hero, this is some story to inspire kids and just inspire, just great storytelling, right? Luke is the hero who can take this. Every weekend, he's saving the galaxy. Every weekend. Right. He might take a weekend off here or there, but he needs to be saving the week, yeah, like, all the time. And then he's meeting other people, like Harrison Dula right or Ezra Bridger or Thr these other people who are also saving the galaxy and we can connect with them but I don't know man I just feel like they I thought we were going to get all of that in the sequels and we didn't and I get that it's a new story uh and, and everything but my god the and I, I know Luke and, and, and Han and Leia had their story and their epic moment but this was a story I mean Star Wars is the Skywalker story my friend it is Anakin Skywalker's story originally I love that how it's grown and it's grown into <clears throat> the Syndulla story or it's grown into Yoda and Obi-Wan and other things and Andor. It's awesome and it needs to keep growing that way. But there's nothing wrong with bringing in an element of Luke. And that's why the Mandalorian Absolutely. season two, the ending of it was so fantastic because people are like, oh, he showed up here. He's a part of this. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Oh, it's great. There, there, you can always go back. You you can you can you can fix sort of bad moments or awkward moments by giving us more context and changing things. One of the, you know one of the things is I you and I have you and I have talked about this before where it's like episode two at times feels kind of awkward and bad. And I I it to me it, it's 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 the worst of the prequels, and it's pro it's one of the lowest. It's, sure. You know, Star one of the, it's one of the if you had to pick like a worst Star Wars movie. I mean, for me, it's down there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but episode three, like because like the act, just the the acting, I guess, or the or the sort of presence, uh, you know, the with Anakin and Padme feels so much more natural in episode three than it does episode two. When you sort of think of their relationship, it feels a lot better because episode three is there to sort of pick it Maybe, up. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. And so you sort of think about the whole thing rather than just those like one sort of, you know, sort of few few moments. So you can always go back and you can add more and it it sort of makes it all more more sense and and mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, just look at certain director's cuts of movies. Right. As I mean, we've mm -hmm. talked about this where it's like, yes, sir. Wow. Sometimes you get sometimes you get a little bit you get like 
20 minutes more of a movie and suddenly it's like okay now i get to see those extra scenes that weren't cut out and yeah, it's huge. And like the, ex- the extended editions and all that kind of stuff where, where you see extra things and they give that context, it's fantastic. And so that's why we love all of this. That's why I read the books. You know what I mean? That's why I read some of the comics and the books because I want just a little filler. And I love when those people are kind of talking with the creators or the creator gives, they know a bit of that story and they're going to pull an Easter egg in somewhere. It's just, it's continuity and it just, it makes connections yeah. and it's, it's important. I mean, the difference between the theatrical version of any of the Lord of the Rings movies compared to the extended edition is like. It's insane. It's not <laughs> it's even insane. close. It's not even close. It's, it's not even close. It's, yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not, it's just, it's not, it's just not even close. I, Hopefully someday we will get some of these director's cut versions of Star Wars movies, but I don't know. Yeah, I, who knows? It seems like that's going to be yeah way down the line. We we talked about this when the Zack Snyder cut came out of Justice right. League, and it's a good, t- totally different movie. It's totally it's, different movie. It's fantastic. And actually, Matt, that is something. That is something. Let if if Rise of if the Rise of Skywalker, and I know some people love that movie, and I get that, and maybe you don't the JJ change. Cut. Yeah, maybe maybe the JJ cut is not completely changed or whatever. Um, but maybe it at if a if a new cut were allowed to to come out and JJ had other ideas and even with some reflection and looking at things, maybe he's able to come back out and say, I had a few different things that would have added more context to what Ryan Johnson did and to what I did in The Force right. Awakens, and maybe it'd been huge. Suppo- maybe more. And supposedly, Force Ghost supposedly, Luke. supposedly, it's the same thing where it's it's a totally different movie. I mean. <laughs> The difference between the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League and the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League, I mean, those are literally night and day. Two diff I mean, they are two different movies. Different movies. I mean, right. like right. it's it's hard to even compare them. Right. Because they're just they're so drastically different. But uh Batman vs. Superman had the same thing where it was a two it was a two hour cut that got released in theaters. The director's cut adds another thirty minutes and mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this it it feels much more natural, there's much more context. Right. I mean, the Zack Snyder cut compared to the other cut, for starters, it's like those are literally about a half an hour worth of the same footage. And then one movie's four hours and the other is two right. hours it- and like the everything's different. But even in Star Wars, you know, supposedly there was a four hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. It's like, good God, give me that. Good God. <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's. I think even George Lucas, that was one of the big things he had with, like, studios. He did not want to have to be – he wanted the final product to come out that was that was his, right? So, like, the originals, <clears throat> I mean, it was a big big deal that he got contracts negotiated the right way and, and he could really own his story and tell the story he wanted and he went, to tell. And I, and I actually think, you know, the Star Wars is – I mean, really, you want to talk about director's cuts, nobody does it like George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. my God, I mean, the special editions and then he went back and changed other things. I mean, there's other probably still changing those movies for all we know. I mean, there's right. tiny little, yeah. you know, like Vader saying no. Right. Like that's like one well, thing. But I always, I always go. I'll like, never forget on TV when I saw I, I'm watching Return of the um, Return of the Jedi and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the, you know, Luke is walking into Jabba's palace and I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. I've seen it hundreds of times. Right. And I literally look up and I was like, is that? Sebulba? <laughs> is a freaking Sebulba just walking here? It's it's just some random Doug. It's just a random right. Doug walking across. And I had never seen it before. And I was just like, I must be watching my DVDs or, you know, an, an older right. version. And I was like, wow. Well, in the, updating these in the original, original Star Wars, Jabba's some guy. Jabba's some guy, man. He's just some... Fe- 
he's yeah he's got a little bit of an accent and uh yeah you're exactly right yeah that, that, it's crazy so it's crazy it is it is it is it is super crazy okay yeah. all right as do we have do we have anything else man i mean sometimes we just get going and then we just i love this man because because to me talking about grogu luke and the whole mando verse is way more fascinating we're about to wrap up bad batch and we've tried to make those connections you know, so for, for me, the biggest takeaway from that was like the cloning facility situation, which is what drove us into Luke's hand and all of that. And I really think that is going to be important in The Mandalorian, not even just Omega, but what happens with Kamino and the clones and moving us in, in this new direction. So, yeah, um, I love it when we go down these on these on these tangents and we just, you know, just roll into these, you know, various topics. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you did anything else pop out at you that you wanted to talk about here? That's okay. I think we're we're about we're about an hour, which is which is sort of perfect time for us uh, here on hyperspace yeah. hangout, guys. There's probably going to be a lot more hyperspace coming to you guys, uh, just in the future. Uh, as yeah. and I are potentially considering sort of format changes. Yeah. Here um, on the show, we're you know let's just we'll talk about the listeners. Um, and not that any of this is going to be coming anytime soon, but just for for sort of question for question sakes. Would you guys prefer something where, as and I have literally talked about the idea of what if we did hyperspace, I don't know, daily? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if there were sort of shorter shows, like if it was like a half hour a day, which would then also get turned into YouTube content. Mm -hmm. Is that something you guys would enjoy? I'm not saying anything of this is coming anytime soon. Do you do you prefer a once a week so, or once every other week or sometimes we go once a month with hyperspace just because there's nothing really going on in star wars where it's like almost a two-hour show um ultimately with hyperspace i think what as and i would sort of prefer to do is more shows maybe less time like less lengthy but who knows our conversations could still go an hour a day because as oh. and i could go forever but yeah yeah because well, star wars star wars is like the one thing we do as that it's like, I could talk about daily. Oh, I know, I know. And actually, <laughs> I, I've thought about this, and Matt knows for a fact that I could talk about it daily. And and here's the thing: I think I've 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 got like week got daily. This, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so with uh, with Dork Side of the Force and just this whole new kind of you know we're getting geared up for the Mandalorian and Book of Boba and the speculation is back. I remember we were going into Rise of Skywalker and we were going into the first season of The Mandalorian and even going into the second. Like, we were just talking about will we see this character? Will we see that person? Bringing in Legends characters, making you guys think about all these different things. And so if you want that kind of spirit and energy back, let us know. Like, like send us a transmission because I would like to know that and hear that because I would take that. For example, um, you know, I, I would be, I, I would love to like every other week do like a big show, like an hour to an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Talk about everything. But then a couple times a week, if not daily, um, talk about a topic like, like here's, here's one for you guys. And we might do this in extended edition, which is like, will we see Cobb Vanth in the Mandalorian season three? Or will we see him in Book of Boba Fett first? Which is better? Where do we think he belongs? Will we see him again? All those types of things. We And we can talk about that, and you know it will take us down a wormhole where in which we're talking about all of the Mandoverse again, but we're, we're tying it back into Cobb Vanth and the choice uh, as, as to where to, you know, roll him out in in that in those series. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. Another thing, another thing we've tossed out the idea of is, and we're probably going to do at some point, is 
a Clone Wars watch. Hey, boom, yes. boom, 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 boom. And so it might not be every day. It might be, but we might post more, maybe shorter stuff. Sometimes we, a lot of times, as and I just do dedicated YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess, is that something you guys would be, if that got hit, if that hit the, the feed, the podcast feed, even if it's a 10 minute or 15, 20 minute episode, is that something you would want on? Would you listen to that as sort of a, as a, as a, in your podcast feed? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do you go to YouTube? Just kind of depends, I guess, on how everyone sort of consumes content, what their preferred thing is. Cause yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that, and I, what I can't wait for is for folks to start, um, you just getting those theories, getting some of the old, uh, you know, so some of our old members of the council of elders back and just sending in yeah. transmissions and getting the elders together and talking about what we think is, is, is going to happen coming up because there's tons of stuff. This right now, I, I I highly encourage folks to go reread the Thrawn trilogy and reread Thrawn stuff, read the new stuff as well, and look at what's going on with the Skywalkers and people who are searching, uh, who who help navigate the Chiss ascendancy through the stars and the enemy that's that's forming there. Like we could go for days. There's so much Star Wars content that it's it's kind of unreal. It's never ending. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's it's kind of unreal. And when you're hanging out in hyperspace, I feel like we can do a lot more of that. So. I'd almost be down to pick a topic Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right. and then Friday, maybe, you know, I mean, it, it just, so let us know, I guess we'd love to get some feedback on that. Um, yeah. And, and really none of this, stop. none of this, none of this would happen anytime soon. Uh, and, and until as, as, as comes back. Yeah, from, I get it. You're right. Yeah. From, from vacation. Because right now we're on a, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right now we're on a, we're on a total time zone shift, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, so it's just, it's just some of the things that we, we think about, especially with hyperspace. Um, you know, it's not like some of the other podcasts we do where it's these big, long book series where we're reading massive chapters. It's a comic. It's a game. It's a story. It's a single episode. It's one theory. It's one moment out of one episode or one moment out of a movie or one moment out of a thing or one minor character. It's it's there. It's the content is totally different. Yeah, one I've been wanting to do for a while, and I haven't done it, and I would love when we make this uh, shift in format. I have a, a Google Doc just full of topics and things, and I've talked to Matt about this, which is the Zan, Zan I think it's Zan. Zan, Zan Consortium. Zan, Zan Consortium. Is it Tiber? Is his name? Tiber Ty- Zan. Tiber Ty- 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 Zan. I have thought about this for a while. I thought if you want to like throw an Easter egg in the Mandalorian somewhere, and you want to like drop some little tiny bombshell in there, that's a guy you talk about. And that's something we could do an episode on and give some background and some context to that and say, hey, what do you think? Like, those are the things you do in hyperspace. That's what you do with your friends. That's what we do around the water cooler. It's what uh, we, we've done for years is just talk about connections. And you remember this video, this reference from that video game or that planet or that species or this person? And, yeah, it's just – it's sick, guys. I could talk about Absolutely. Star Wars every day. Every day, guys. All right. Hey, with that, uh, you know, as it's been great hanging out in hyperspace i will say guys really quick just remember we do do extended editions of these podcasts over on patreon and now on apple premium so if you're somebody who listens to the podcast on apple you will start to see some of these new episodes come in onto the apple feed and actually if you subscribe there you get access to our entire uh sort of our Patreon, a lot of our Patreon episodes we do, they get posted there as well. And you, on Patreon, you get sort of special perks like Zoom Hangouts and things like that. But if you just want the content, Apple 
Plus or Apple Premium Plus or whatever they're calling it, premium subscriptions, you actually will get access to Heroes of the Horn and Bend the Knee episodes of premium content as well. So that's kind of cool that it's all packaged together there. So uh, with that, guys, we want to thank you thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Our next episode, we will continue to discuss your transmission. So be sure to send us any of your Star Wars thoughts, your origin stories, theories, or any memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like Dustin Crops. to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering so you can plan with confidence free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected and 24 7 customer support means you can travel worry free Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.